All right, so let's let's start with um, 2 Kings 4, a, a very familiar passage, and I thought that was going to um, start talking about the message because he was in the message a little bit. But glory to God, it just let me know that, hey, it's confirmation. So we're going to start with uh, 1 Kings, I mean 2 Kings, chapter 4, verses 8. Verses 8. Hallelujah. When you got to say amen. amen. Okay, and the, and the word says this. And it happened one day that Elisha, Elisha went to Shunem where there was a notable woman and she, was, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. He will turn in there to eat some food. She persuaded him to come to her house. At that point in time, didn't really know him, but obviously the way he acted, the way he, he showed himself while he was in the place, she noticed something about him. So she persuaded him to come and eat some food. Okay? And as often as he passed by, he would turn in there. And she said to her husband, look now. I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please, let us make a small upper room with a wall, I mean on the wall, and let us put a bed for him there, and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned in to the upper room and laid down there. Very simple message is make room for God. Make room for God. As we just heard um, earlier, dad was saying that 2024 is the year for more. Much more. That's what he said. 20, 2024 is a, much, uh, a year for much more. Now, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed 2023, but I just believe that there was much more for me to have in 2023. I, I, I just believe that. I, I, I'm a believer that a lot of it didn't have to do with Jesus or God because he already gave us what we need, right? But it was me. I can truly say it was me. You know, and, and, and I know there's... And, and with this word, I had to repent myself when I read this word, and he gave me this because what I realized was I should have had more in 2023. I don't know about you, but I, I just know for myself there were some things that should have happened for me in 2023, but because I didn't do what I needed to do, those things that I should have had, didn't happen for me. But our dad prophesied that next year, 2024, is a year for much more. And since I've been here, and I've been here since 2011, every word that he has spoken has came to pass. Whether it came into your life or whether it didn't come to in your life, it still came to pass. Because it came into somebody's life. But what I realized the word is great, and, and the enemy heard the same word, right? So, of course, because he heard that same word, he's going to do all he can to stop you from getting that much more, right? But what I realize is this right here. My, my wife told me not to say the word because, I, I, once again, I don't, I don't speak as eloquent as everyone else. But there's a prerequisite that you have to have. I said it, right? I said it. I said it. Good, good. Amen, amen. But what, what, I, what I mean by that, now, now, how many of you ever been to college before? College? Had college courses? And when you first get to college, you, uh, the first year, you, you might have pitter-patter with some things. Like, you really don't know what you wanted to do. Now, some of us. Now, there are some, some of us who already knew exactly what we wanted to do, right? 
Now, there, now uh, when I first got into college, I wanted to be an architect. Okay? I, I thought I was fairly decent in math and things of that nature, and everyone kept telling me, hey, you know, you get paid real good to be an architect. And I'm like, hmm. But then all of a sudden, I started taking the trigonometry and, and all those things that you had to have, the prerequisite to have to get into the, the school, the program. And it, it made me change my mind. So, so I end up deciding, you know what? I, I do love, I love, I love kids. And I love, I love teaching and I love sports. So you know what? I'm going to become a physical education teacher. All right? Now, in order to become a physical education teacher, there were some courses I had to take before I got into my program. So it, it was some Englishes. It was some other, there was some maths. There was a few other courses that I had to take before I got into my program, prerequisites. <laughs> so why, why are you saying that? I'm glad you asked. This is the, next year is the year for much more. But there are some things that you have to do. Now the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and we all know that we obtain everything by our faith. Right? Now, and God gave all of us a measure of faith. If he gave all of us a measure of faith, why that other people have more things than the ones who don't? Because somebody must have had a little bit more faith to get those things. They was working, not just working the faith, but they was getting more faith by the word of God. So, so my message was make room for God, but our desire tonight is we need to have more of God. Period. Period. More, more word for God. If we have more word, we get more faith. More faith, more things. More word, more faith. More faith, more things. So it's that easy. So making room for God. Okay? So we started this text out talking about this, this, this Shunem lady. And the word Shunem means a place of rest. Matter of fact, it means double rest. Double rest. So, uh, and the Bible said that Elisha came there regularly. So, obviously, Elisha needed a lot of rest. Because <laughs> the Bible said that he came regularly. Meaning that Elisha, as the man of God, needs rest. Right? But this lady noticed who Elisha was. And it got to a point where not only that she knew who he was, she wanted to know more of him. So she asked him to come and eat with them. Now normally, and I'm going to get into a, a fellowship and everything later down the line, but normally when you ask someone to come and eat, that means that you want to get to let them eat, but you also want to have some fellowship, some communication with them. Now, the communication might have been great, but there must have been something else that she wanted. Because instead of going from just having the food, I now want him to come and live with me. So I'm, not, I'm now graduating from just feeding. I'm, just, I'm not just graduating from just a meal, but now I want you with me. So what I'm saying is, I don't want to just get fat. I want to stay fat. Y'all understand? I don't want just a meal. I want what you got all the time. So she said this right here. She said that in Elisha, the, word, the name Elisha, if you don't know, the, the name Elisha means God is my salvation. Or we can say God is my everything. God is my everything. Now, now his, his, his father was Elijah. Elijah named it Yahweh is my God. But then you come back and say, Elisha says, my God is my salvation. Yeah. 
Meaning that, you know what? I don't want you to just be my God. I want you to be my own. I want you to be my own. Hallelujah. So let, let's get into this. Like I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to be, <laughs> yes, okay. All right, so the first thing that she said she wanted to prepare a room. Prepare a room. All right? Now, I, I have five questions that I'm going to ask by the end of this message. And, and like I said, I know for a fact for myself, there are some things that I have to work on for myself. Okay, so she said upper room. She wanted to prepare our upper room. Now, that word upper room, I, I just got a few, uh, just a few of the uh, uh, definitions for upper room. It says something lofty, a stairway, a second story room, an entryway. Okay, she's saying she are preparing for God to enter in. An entryway. Now, now, we know all through the Bible, we can talk about the upper room. The Holy Spirit came in the upper room. So, so tell me, the question is this. Have you prepared a place for God to dwell in? First question. Have you prepared? Because she said she want to prepare an upper room. Okay? Now, when we, when we talk about preparing... How do you prepare? First thing we need to know is we got to clean. We got to be clean. Because you're not going to invite somebody to come in your house if it's not clean. I, 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 was, I was thinking about Sunday. And we had a, a, one of the brothers came, was talking to dad, and he was saying that his, his mom-in-law was about to come in. And the first question, the first question wasn't when she coming. The first question was, are y'all cleaning it up? Have y'all cleaned the house up? Is it clean? Is it clean? Extra clean. Is it extra clean? Because he didn't want the mom to come in there to talk about him. <laughs> see, see, moms find stuff. You're right. Moms do find stuff. But you don't want to go into a messy place. And if, if a mom don't want to go into a messy place, you know God don't want to be in a messy place. Now, now, listen, I, I, I came from Tallahassee, uh, and I came from this, we, we was in the housing projects, and they had something called Tallahassee Housing Authority, all right? Now, what this is, they, and they had some other people there who were inspectors, and there was months that they would give you a note telling you that they coming to inspect your house. They had the authority to come in your house and inspect it. Now, if your house was clean, you were good. But if you had a messy house, you may get evicted. Why are you saying that? I'm glad you asked. Don't you know that if your house is messy, and we call that mess sin, you will be evicted? Satan, listen, Satan, do we remember Satan? Yes. One of God's great men, angels, angels, great, but he allowed sin to come in and he got evicted because he was very messy. So what I'm saying, we have to make sure we are clean, all right? Psalms 24, let's go to Psalms 24, Psalms 24 and 3, Psalms 24 and 3. Hallelujah. Y'all all right? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Psalms 24 and 3. It says this. Who may ascend into the hills of the Lord? Yeah. Or who may stand in, the holy, in his holy place? Uh -huh. Twenty four. Four. Verse 4. I should have went to it myself. Uh, forgive me, forgive me. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. He who has clean hands uh -huh. and a pure heart. Uh -huh. who, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, uh -huh. nor sworn defeat uh, deceitfully. Uh -huh. 
Five, five, one more, one more, give me that, that next one. He shall receive, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. All right, so it says, he that has clean heart hands and a pure heart, meaning that everything has to be clean. If it's messy, you don't get the blessing. If it's messy, you get kicked out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, um, 1 Peter 1 and 17 in the message says this. He says, you call out God, you call to God for help, and he helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget, he is also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Won't let you get by with sloppy living. So you have to make sure that your house is clean before he can enter in. It doesn't matter, if, which, which is the second point. Don't matter what, how your praise and worship is, which is the second point. If your house is messy, you're still going to be evicted. Look, look, the Bible says this right here. Jesus is going to, there's going to be some people who are going to say, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied in your name? Hallelujah. Hey, we, we, we done praise, praise the heaven down in your name. All that stuff, right? And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you because you was messy. So you don't ever want to get to a point that you think because things looking good right now that you can be not clean. Amen. So the second point, like I was going to say, to enter in is praise and worship. I'm not going to go far because everybody know I am a praise and worshiper. I love talking about praise and worship. But what we do know that this is the entryway, okay? Exodus 15, verse 2. We're going to read it first. Let's read it first in the uh, New King James Version, okay? New King James. Exodus 2. Exodus 15, verse 2. Hallelujah. All right, and this is when a Pharaoh done died. They done crossed the Red Sea. They, they, they don't got the victory. They don't see their enemies anymore. Hallelujah. Look, look what Moses says. He says verse, verse 2. Well, verse 1. We can start verse 1. It says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sung the song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphantly, he has triumphed gloriously. The horse is his rider and, and has thrown into the sea, the Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will sing, I will praise him. All right, now go to King James. He said, I will praise him, right? Now look what this say. It says, the Lord is my, the Lord is my strength and song. He is, he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare a habitation for him. So your praise prepares a habitation for him. Your praise prepares a habitation for him. Your praise gets God attention. Do you, do you remember the story in the book of Matthew where the lady... The mother was trying to get Jesus to heal her daughter. And the Bible says that at first, Jesus didn't pay her any attention. Didn't pay her no mind. Now, at the end of the story, we do know that her faith got her daughter healed. We, we do know that. But in order to get Jesus' attention, the Bible said that she started worshiping him. Then he answered her. Because he paid her no mind at the beginning. But when she started worshiping him, when she started bowing down to him, not matter what, what was going on in her life, what she know is in order for me to get what I need, I have to worship him. In order for me to get his attention, I have to lift my hands and give him glory. I'm preparing a habitation for him to come in. So that's what praise and worship does. P prepares the habitation. 
if we go to 2 Chronicles, when, when they was praising God, when, when, when Solomon and his people was praising God about in the temple, and they said, Lord, you are good for your mercy endures forever. And then all of a sudden, the glory came. What do y'all think the glory was? It was the presence of God. It prepares a habitation for him. So the preparation, being clean, praise and worship. Hallelujah. So she said, let us prepare an upper room. And let us put in a bed. Now, a bed, we can say, is a place where you rest. It's, a, a, it's stability, and you rest there. Hallelujah. My second question for you is, are you resting in God? Are you resting in God? Hallelujah. Let's go to... Hmm. Yes. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30 in the message. Yes, yes, yes. I made sure I wrote that one down on this too, because Lord knows. <laughs> this is what it says. It says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with, with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So he says, bring your rest to me. Come upon me. Live with me. Rest in me. Rest in me. When, I, when you rest in him, you don't have to worry about a storm. Hallelujah. Uh, do you remember the story about uh, uh, Jesus in the boat? First thing he told them was, let's cross over. That was the word. They should have rested on that word. But they didn't rest on that word, right? So while the storm is going on, water is going, water's coming in the boat, Jesus is sleeping. Why is Jesus sleeping? Because he's resting on what he just said. He knows that he's not going to die. He knows what's going on. But the others, because they're seeing something and not believing in what they heard, they are now being feared. And I like how Matthew said it because Matthew said it like this. When they woke him up, he rebuked them first. He said, why y'all feel I like, how, I like how they did it because what he said was, what he was saying was, you're not resting in what I said. You're resting in what you're seeing. How many of y'all have been resting in what you're seeing and not resting in what the word of God is saying? How many of y'all are resting on your mama's history and your daddy's history and not resting on God's history? How many of y'all are resting on the report that you just seen instead of resting on, by his stripes I'm healed? Resting in him. I think that's what, what, what goes on in the Christian world, that they, they hearing something, but they really not believing what they hearing. They don't have faith in God. Because what we realize is if we had faith in God and we rested in him, it doesn't matter what comes on in our situation and circumstance. It doesn't matter because at the end, we win. Because that's what the word says. And because I'm resting on the word, I know at the end, I win. It doesn't matter. I win. Because I believe God's history. I, I, I think about the kids at school, and we used all in the old saying that says that there are always three, three work sides. There's his side or her side, or her side or her side. 
and the truth. Yeah, listen, just like I talked about the history, there's a mommy history, a daddy history, and there's the truth. It's that simple. What side are you resting on? What side are you resting on? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so we talked about the, the place of rest. Now she said, let's put a table in there. Can we put a table in the room? Now, now table, okay, we understand that a table is something that, that's stable again, right? But there's, it, it's also a place that people enjoy a meal. It's, it's a place that people have conversations to. But what also that uh, the table is, is a place that you can put something on and take something off. So, so we know the place of fellowship, right? So my question to you is, do you have real fellowship with God? Do you really have great fellowship with God? Hallelujah. All right, so Matthew, no, I am, oh, 1 Corinthians 1 and 9 says this right here. God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So we was called to fellowship with him. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arm. Hallelujah. John 15. John 15. Four through seven in the message says this. He says, live in me. Make your home in me. Just as I do in you. This is fellowship. This is true fellowship. Hallelujah. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I'm with you, the relation intimate and organic, whew, the harvest is sure to be abundant. How many of y'all want abundant life? You, you was, when Jesus came, he told you that you were supposed to have, he came that you can have abundant life. But in order for you to have abundant life, you have to live in him and he live in you. That's the genuine fellowship. Him living in you, and you living in him. Abundance come. Hallelujah. All right, separate. Separate it. You can't produce a thing. There's nothing you can do without God. There's nothing you can do without the Father. There's nothing you can do without the Father. Hallelujah. Especially when you know the Father. If you say you know the Father, if you don't been it. If you don't been in this world and you see things happen and then all of a sudden you decide to step out of that, come back to me next year and see. I, I want to see how you look the, the following year. I've, I've seen so many people, so many people who's been in the world looking like they're fresh and flourishing. They, they just looking nice and nice and neat. And then they decide because they gotten what they thought that they needed, they left, and then all of a sudden, that following year, divorce, just breaking bad. I'm going to just say it like that. Breaking bad. Breaking bad. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown into a bonfire. But if you make yourself at home with me, and my words are at home in you. My words are at home in you. Not with you, in you. There's a difference between with and in. You can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to be acted upon. He wants you to ask him. But in order for you to ask, you have to allow him to be in you. 
If you're not in you, in, in him, if he's not in you, you're not going to know what to ask. And you're not you want to ask something that you know you have no business asking for. Because there's nothing in you. Dead. You're dead. You're dead, my friend. You're dead. You're dead, my friend. Hallelujah. So I, and I, I said a table also can be something that you can take on. I mean, put on and take something off. Do you, you understand when you came in fellowship with Jesus, he, he took your poorness. And made you rich. He took your sickness and made you heal. He took your curses and made you blessed. He became sin. The Bible didn't say he, he, he was sinning. He said that he became sin. So any kind of sin that you could have, you can imagine, that's what he became. That's why, that's why it's, listen, that's why anybody who don't know God, haven't learned of God, don't know anything about him at that moment, get to know him, and then ask him for forgiveness, they can come in. Because guess what? Jesus was sin. He took on sin. Any kind of sin that you can imagine of, he took on that for us. That's why it's, when you felt like you don't did the craziest thing and you're like, oh, God, how in the world you still can forgive me? Because I took on that. I became that. I became what you was so you can be what I am. I took on that. I became that poorness so you can be the rich that I am. I took on the sickness so you can be the healed that I am. I took on you being a servant so you can be that king and that queen that I am. I did that. For you. For me. That's why. You can come to the, you can come to the throne. That's why you can ask God to forgive you. Hallelujah. 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 He became that for you. So you can be what he is. Hallelujah. First Peter 5, 7 says this. It says, let him have all your works. Let him. Let him. Let God. Not, 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 not you carrying your words on your own. He said, let him have it, meaning that you don't even have to have not a worry at all. You don't have to, you don't have to even, you can be free from worries. Worry free. That's what he wants you to be. He wants you to be worry free. He don't want you thinking about tomorrow. Hallelujah. He said, let tomorrow worry about itself. Matter of fact, give me tomorrow. Let me have tomorrow. If you let me have tomorrow, it's going to prosper. Worry free. It says, he says, he says, let him have all your worries and cares. What are you caring about? Why are you allowing caring to come into your head? Leave caring alone. Karen. Yeah. Let her go somewhere else. Go somewhere, Karen. Bye, Karen. Hallelujah. He says, he says, give it to me. I'll, I will take it. He don't want you taking anything that is bad for you. It's just like bad food. He don't want you to in, in, inhale. You don't want to inhale no bad food. You don't. You, who, who's going who's gonna to eat three-year outdated food. Three, three, three year meat. Meat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with ground beef. Three year ground, three year old ground beef. Deep throat. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking because it may mess you up. Matter of fact, it will mess you up. Surely enough, it will mess you up. <laughs> Your stomach will be so up from the floor, make you want to throw up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So 
<laughs> no, cares. For he always thinking about you, yes. watching everything that concerns you. He want to be the one who's caring for you. I said, let me say it again. He want to be the one who's caring for you. He don't want you caring about nothing. He wants you to just want you to just be with him. He wants you to spend time with him. The more time you spend with him, then there's less caring you can do. Hallelujah. The Bible said that he will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. So if your mind is stayed on him, you're not thinking about what's going on around you. That, that was the problem with Peter. Peter left his left when he was walking on the water. Yes, he walked. But instead of him keeping his mind and his 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 mind or his eyes fixed on Jesus, right. instead of him doing that, he decided to allow the cares of the world to come in, and then he sunk. So if we keep our eyes stayed on him, he will keep us. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! A chair, a chair. A chair is uh, uh, typically have four legs, has something that you can have lean your back on, or it's an official seat, a seat of authority, state of dignity. My question for you is today, does God have the final authority in your life? Does he have the final authority in your life? Now, all of us know that things go on in this world. Bible, the Bible, Jesus said that we, in this world you will have tribulations. Now, now, the question is, are you trying to on your own, or are you allowing him, God, our Father, to be the final say-so on what you do? And that's on everything. I, I had to get to the point where I realized that that's on everything of my life. Everything. What to eat. God, I need to know what to eat. I, I had to think about it because, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm young. I'm young, but I understand that I'm getting older too. Right? I understand that the things that I used to eat, I, I probably should not be eating no more. Or the, 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 the more food I used to eat, I might not, should, I should not be eating as much as I used to eat. But I had to get to a point of understanding, okay, God, you show me what to eat, how to eat, and how much to eat. I, and I'm, I'm saying this as a, this is a small, uh, everybody may say this is a small thing. What you, what you mean to eat? Yes, eat. Because your body is still his temple. Your body is his temple. It's not your temple. He didn't create, you didn't create yourself. He created you. So you need to know exactly because God created you to live forever, if you didn't know that. At least 120 years is what the Bible says, the word says. And when he did create us at one point in time, he created Adam to live forever. But he allowed sin to come in because he ate something that he had no business eating. He did. I'm not, I, I won't say... I won't say Eve because the Bible didn't say that the eyes opened when Eve ate it. The Bible said the eyes opened when he ate it. So, so what's he, Father? Hallelujah. I, I, I'm just... I, do he have final authority over your life? Do he have? It doesn't matter what, what you feel, how you look what you think you should do, how you think you should do it, if he don't have the say, if he didn't give you the green light, a lot of times, a lot of things are happening in our lives because he didn't give us the green light and we decided to do it. And because now, because now I, I ran the red light, as mom said, I got a ticket. 
And the thing is, and if you keep running red lights, you're going to have a warrant for arrest. And I'm telling you now, you're not going to be able to get out. You matter of fact, you might get booted out. Hallelujah. Final authority. Final authority. Psalms 37, verse 23. Psalms 37, verse 23. The Bible says, steps of a good man. Do we have some good people in here? The Bible says, steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his ways. The, The steps of a good man. Now, if you're not a good man... That means that, hey, your, order, your step's not ordered by him. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I want every step I take, every little step I take. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, I want all my steps. Hey, I want all my steps to be ordered by him. Oh, so I want every every step, I want every step that I take from now on. I'm, and I say from now on because, like I said, my past is over. I know that I took some steps that he didn't order. I know that I took some steps that he didn't order. I, I, I talk about myself. I'm going to talk about me. I'm going to confess about me. I took some steps that I know that he didn't order. I know I took some steps that I know he probably was very upset about. I know he was very disappointed in some of the things that I have done and said and thought. And I know it was something because I didn't allow him to order my steps. Hallelujah. So, so, so with me saying that, my question is, are you today, because I had to say today when, when, I, when he gave me this word, Father, forgive me. Please forgive me. Today, I will make sure that I allow you to order myself and you have final authority over my life. Hallelujah. All right. Um, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Come on. Come on, we know this one. Proverbs 3, we read this on the third every, every month. Every month. Mm, hallelujah. It says, trust in the Lord with all. And it says some. It said all. And a lot of times what happened is we've been trusting the Lord with some. Some of us have been doing it most, but some of us haven't been doing it all, at all. (laughs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. And when it's saying lean not to your own understanding, it means that all the time, not to lean to your understanding. All the time, because you're trusting with all your heart to him, all right? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So we've seen all at least, at least two times in this. So it letting you know that, hey, I'm confirming what I'm saying. All is all. All. All your ways to him, all your heart to him. All your ways, all your heart. If you, if you do it all with all, go all in, then you understand that there's nothing else you're allowed to come in. I'm just saying, hey, Father, whatever you say, I'm acknowledging you. I want you to do whatever you say you're going to do, whether I like it or not. And what happens is a lot of times because we don't like, uh, my my wife always say the the answer becomes your problem. You don't like the answer that you got because you feel like you can do it another way. And then all of a sudden you do it that other way and you bump your head. Because your answer became your problem. Hallelujah. I heard somebody say hard head. We, we know what that means. Hard head make a soft behind. And I know, oh man, Cottonelle is my behind. Woo! Cottonelle, Cottonelle. Soft. Very soft. Very soft. Because 
a hard head. Amen. <laughs> All right. Lampstand. All right. So we, well, let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Woo. Good timing. Lampstand. Last one. Lampstand. So she's prepared a bed for rest. She's prepared a table for fellowship. She's prepared a chair for authority. Now she's preparing some light. We're talking about a, light stand, a lamp stand. The Hebrew word lamp stand is menorah, which means to flame. Menorah, to flame. We know that in this word, we, we talk about the lamp stand, and we understand that the lamp stand always going to deal with the word. We're going to also know that the, the lamp stand is a, a, a way that you can get direction. As we know that the people of uh, the, the children of Israel in the book of Exodus, they had two ways to, to be guided. We had a pillar of uh, fire by night. They had a cloud by the day, right? But it was some kind of light that guided them. So my last question is, is the word of God directing your life? Is the word of God directing your life? Some says the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So is the word being your light? We had an old song. Jesus is the light that shineth in me, that shineth in me. Jesus is the light that shineth in me, that shineth in me. He show up in me. He show up in me. Is he being that light? That's showing. That's shining for you. I'm, I'm, I'm asking because there are so many lights in the world these days. Even though we, and I'm going to get to what Jesus said, that we're now lights, but there are some other lights in this world. And what light is directing your path? Is it the word? Is the word directing your path? Is it the word directing your path? The Bible said that his word is the light. His word is the light. Hallelujah. John 8, verses 12. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. Yes, sir. Jesus said that I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have light of life. He said he's the light of the world, and whatever, whoever walks with him will not walk in darkness. There's been so many times a lot of us has been walking in darkness. And because we're walking in darkness, what happened? We bumping into stuff. Hey, listen. I've been bumping into debt, bumping into sickness, bumping into diseases, because we, we, we allow not to walk with the light. I'm telling you today, if we walk in the light and with the light, then you'll see very clear. Uh, you'll see a lot clearer than what you have been seeing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so we talked about the fellowship. We, we talked about him being a place of rest. We talked about him being the light. We talked about him being Authority. Now, the my question, once again, do God, are you resting in God? Have you prepared a place for him to dwell in? Do he have the final authority over your life? Is his word your light? Is his word directing you? Now, if, we, if you realize in this, this story right here, we understand that this, this Shunammite lady, she didn't desire anything. All she wanted was the presence. All she wanted, all she desired was the presence. Matter of fact, if you keep reading down, uh, uh, Elisha asked her, hey, is it something I can do for you? And she said, no, I don't want nothing. I just want you. I just want you. I just want your presence. I want more of you. If I have more of you, then I have everything I need. That's it, my God. Do you know that if you have more of him, 
you'll get more of everything that you want. Do you know that if you get more of him, if you desire more of him, more of him brings in more things. Hallelujah. More of him brings in what you want for 2024, which is much more. And if you read the rest of this story, not only did she get something that she didn't desire, she prepared a place for her suffering. She prepared a place for her miracle. She prepared a place for when it was things that she didn't desire, she, she didn't even think about, came up for her. Hallelujah. She prepared the place for God to do something in her that she never had before. And like I always say, in order for you to get what you never have, you got to do something you've never done. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise for that. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give God a praise tonight. Come on, come on, come on. Lift your hands and give God a praise. and Put those hands together and thank God for receiving that word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God a place to dwell in, our, in us, with us. Hallelujah. Just to be in his presence, to have God living on the inside of us. What a blessing. Why don't y'all give this man of God a great big hand tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Those are all important questions for us to really evaluate ourselves. That woman had a desire for that prophet of God, representing the man of God, to, to not just, you know, breeze through town, but, but to prepare a place for him where he could come into her home. You know, when Jesus, in the book of Luke, he was in the house, the Bible says, and the Bible says the presence of the Lord, the power of the Lord, rather, was present to heal them all. But there's only one man in that whole story, that scenario, who was healed, and that was the one whose friends lowered him down. Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house, and he's walking in all that power. And all the people around, they were in the presence. They were in the throng, the Bible says. But only one woman had the faith to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. And she got everything she needed. When Mary and Martha were sitting there with Jesus, he's visiting their house. And the Bible says Martha was encumbered. She was caring about many things. But Mary sat at Jesus' feet. And Martha got upset. Jesus, talk to, talk to Mary. I'm over here doing all this work, making all this chicken. Making all this cornbread. I'm trying to get ready for. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, why are you in cover? Why are you caring about so many things? He said, Mary has chosen that good part, and that will not be taken away from her. Meaning, she wanted his presence. She wanted to sit at his feet and receive and give him a resting place in her rather than being busy. And sometimes what can happen, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me very carefully. Because I've been just as guilty of it as anybody else. We can be so busy doing things for God that we miss out on just being with God. When Jesus went up all night on the mountain to pray, the Bible says he spent all night in prayer and he came down from the mountain after prayer and he called 12 disciples to, the Bible says, to be with him that he may send them out. But notice what the first order of business was, to be with him. And those 12 disciples, he called them apostles. He had thousands of disciples, but those 12, he said, I want you to be with me. And because they were with him, he, he delegated an authority to them. And they went out and spread the gospel all over the world. So the most important thing we can do, Elder Baker, is what you taught us tonight, is to make room for him, to, to allow him to fill up our hearts, to allow him to fill our schedules. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We heard it when uh, Bishop Oliver was here for the anniversary that in this next season, you might have to get up earlier. Because if you're getting up just in time to jump in the shower, go to work, running, you're missing out. You have, to, you have to avail yourself to spend time with him. And then throughout the day, practice his presence throughout the day. Riding in your car, turn the radio off and just talk to, to the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit all day long, every day. Make that room for him each and every day. Lift your hands to God. Father, we thank you so much tonight. We send in this posture of receiving because we want to receive we want to take that word tonight. That it not just be a good word preached by a good man, but it's our word that you sent to us that we need tonight to refresh us, to remind us, to reignite a flame, to reignite a passion in us for you to, to know that, Father, there's nothing more important, nothing more valuable in this whole world, in our whole lives, than, than to have your presence. So we pursue your presence. We, we, we chase after you as the deer pants for the water brook, Lord. We long after you. We need you more. We need you much more. Out of all the things we're expecting in the natural, Lord, we need you much more in this coming year, in these days ahead, God, because we know that the days are short, oh God. The time is at hand, oh God. And we want you more than anything, Father. There's nothing we want more than Jesus. Nothing we want more than Holy Spirit presence. Nothing we want more than your anointing and your glory in our lives. We value your word. We esteem your word more highly than, than our necessary food. We put your word above our breakfast and our lunch and our dinner. We put our prayer time above time on TikTok and Instagram and all those things that become distractions. Lord, you just let me read that just now. Lord, that those, 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 those cares that we're to cast on you, that word cares is all about those anxieties that come from distractions. God, forgive us for what things we've allowed to come in and distract us from spending quality time with you, quality time. God, we avail ourselves. We pursue your presence. That's what we want more than anything. We know that in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And God, there's nothing and no person on this planet more valuable than you. We won't let husbands or wives or children or boyfriends or girlfriends or cousins or anybody take precedence over you, Father. No one else's opinions, no one else's desires, no one else's plans. We place you above everything else. You said in your word that if we would seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, all these other things shall be added to us. We trust you and we believe you that you'll do it. Thank you for this word. We take it. We take it. We believe it. And we apply it instantly. We apply it instantly. We're not going to wait till January 1 to apply this word. We apply this word right now, immediately. We put it to use in our lives. We thank you for this man of God. We speak blessing and favor and increase upon him. Let him be first partake of the fruit, Lord, that he's given to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the seed of the word that has come from his mouth. We pray that God, as the fruit manifests, that God, he partake of it. And he'd enjoy the beauty of your presence. That God, you, he'd enjoy because he's walking with you and fellowship with you. That things that he hasn't even asked you for, that you'll come and come along and like you did Solomon, just say, ask, what shall I give you? You're just that good of a God. So tonight, bless him indeed. We pray that even as we sow into his life now, that God, he'll be refreshed. Refreshed by our giving and be encouraged as a man of God to continue preaching the gospel as often as you open doors for it. We pray that God, you open doors for him to preach the gospel all over the world and all over the, all of the time. Strengthen him and help him to become all you call him to be. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on and give God a praise again for the word of God tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, take your seats just a moment. Take your seats just a moment.
Three more minutes. We're going to be done. Media team, if you'll please put the information up for uh, the cash app for Aldo Baker, please. And uh, you know, as we do, we obey Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, which tells us that if we're taught the word, we are to communicate with those who teach in all things. Hallelujah. And so tonight, we want to take the moment to honor the word of God that has come. And so we see Elder Baker's uh, cash up information there. Uh, dollar sign shake 2237. I don't know what that means. Shake and bake. That, that, that's what they called you when you were running back. You see, shake and bake like Walter Payton. Who, who was your hero growing up? Your, your football hero. Okay, all right. I didn't know if you, me, my, my favorite player used to be Gail Sayers. I don't know how many I remember Gail Sayers. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake and bake. So shake uh, 22. Leave, leave it on the screen, please, for us. Leave it on the screen for all those at home as well. Leave it on the screen. Work done. Okay, amen. So leave the cash up information on the screen for those at home, please. Those in media. Thank you. So everybody can take a part in that. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to make sure we take care of that now. All right. Um, tomorrow.